Welcome in to the 143. This is Under Review, episode 99. We are one week away from 100. Nick, how does it feel? That's pretty incredible. It's honestly, it's pretty weird because 100 episodes, that's a ton. It's a lot. But then once we, we hit that... Have we missed a week? No, we have not. No, we haven't. Once we hit that 100, that two-year mark getting, will be creeping up on us. So it's been a long... It's been a ride. Time, but... It's been a good time. We've been here for it. We've enjoyed it. We hope everyone that's been listening and watching has enjoyed it. Yeah, this is for y'all more than it is for us. Um, a nice nice NFL week, I would say. Yep. Uh, very satisfactory. Um, we'll talk about the big games that happened. Some good primetime games. Some some good, really good primetime games. Which was a change. You know, we've been complaining all year long about Every night game was games, good. But they had all been Every night game came down good. to the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start us off with the stat of the week brought to you by Andrews Logistics. Bengals were, um, 0 and 14 going into Monday night on road primetime games. They hadn't won a road primetime game since I believe, um, 96, 97. And, um, they won last night. They eked out an overtime win. Evan McPherson sealed the deal in overtime with a field goal. Uh, Got to give some love to the kid from Folsom, California, Jake Browning. The quarterback for the Bengals last night came in to replace Joe Burrow earlier in the season when Joe got hurt. And Jake Browning was 32 for 37 last night with about almost 350 passing yards. He led his team to victory. He carried the team all the way there. Man was super efficient. I mean, it was pretty incredible watching him. You know, he wasn't. He didn't get flustered. He was back there. He was ready for his moment. You know, they kind of started him off pretty slow, gave him little screen passes, little dinks and dunks, and then they cut him loose there in that second quarter where he really took off. And, um, you know, he really – I would say he wowed everyone. Taking Nobody saw it coming. Of his opportunity. And this is against a, a playoff caliber – um, AFC team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know they're in contention to win their division. Win the whole AFC, Nick. Remember they're supposed to. I make mean, it to yeah, the that's Super what Bowl. people were saying. They're supposed to win the whole um, AFC. Obviously, there's a little bit of a, um, I'd say a wrinkle there because Trevor Lawrence is injured, and so you don't know the status yeah, of him. Trevor Lawrence, uh, he sprained his ankle last night late in the fourth quarter, so you can't really put. Like he 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 can't escape the blame here. Yeah, like he was awful. Yeah. last night I didn't see really anything I liked out of Trevor Lawrence. The Jags' offense just wasn't where it should have been. They were ten point favorites going into the game. Jake Browning said no, sir, and he won the game for the Bengals. Bengals had other ideas. Uh, Jags fall to eight and five. The Texans are one game behind them at seven and four right now. So um, and the Colts are seven and five, I believe. So that it's division's a, a little tight. Pretty tight division. And if Trevor Lawrence is going to stay hurt, I think that there's a shot that one of those The Texans two... could possibly sneak in. Yeah. Obviously, they've had a couple that that close loss to the Jags yeah. that they had 2 weeks ago. Well, they do have a win over them. Is what might kill yeah. it. But nonetheless, your player of the week, Debo Samuel. Oh. Put on an absolute the show man. against the 49ers and the biggest thing against for the me, Eagles. Yeah, sorry. I meant to say, uh, for the 49ers, he put on a show against the Eagles. Um, but the biggest thing for me was how he was able to back his talk because mm. there was obviously a lot of tension going into this game. This is an mm. NFC Championship rematch between uh, the two teams last year. But the Eagles got lucky, as they usually do. And they do. Brock Purdy got injured. so that About was the first drive of the game. 
Yeah, so that was, you know, really what... That was the main story there, was that the 49ers, once again, were without a quarterback. And Debo, after the game, on asked about what would happen if Purdy was there, he said, yeah, it wouldn't have even been close. And we saw Purdy play on Sunday, and, I mean, Debo was right. It was not close. It was 42-19. to uh, He caught four passes for 116 yards and two touchdowns, and then Man. he ran one in for a touchdown with Debo 22 did it all. rushing yards. He was just an absolute weapon on the field. They had no answer for anyone offensively for the 49ers. Their defense got absolutely picked apart by Brock Purdy. And then on the flip side, they couldn't generate a ton of offense. Well, it's tough when you don't have third and one and fourth and one like they do so often. It's tough because then you actually have to play football. Yeah, it you is tough just shove the quarterback when you're not on the one-yard line. line. You know, because you have to actually draw plays to score. You know, you can't just do the tush push. I think the Eagles were were exposed in a big way on Sunday. And you know what? I would You agree. know what? Mike McCarthy's sitting there watching that game going, yeah, he's taking notes. We're ready for Sunday. Eagles-Cowboys matchup for the division happened in Sunday night football. An amazing primetime game that will be. As Cowboys fans, this is exactly what we needed. It was for the Niners to beat the Eagles and beat them good just so the media would kind of stop talking about the Eagles for a little bit. Um, the Eagles were exposed. Also, let's just talk about this. Um, a lot of Eagles fans and a lot of other people that are just putting Jalen Hurts above Dak Prescott, talking about stat padding. You want to talk about stat padding? Jalen Hurts was the one stat pad. He's playing in the fourth quarter when the 49ers they're, they're done. got their backups in. So yeah. that's stat padding if I've ever seen it. I'm not Meanwhile, sure why he was still in. Dak over here doesn't even play half the fourth quarters this Dak's season. Dak's used to only playing about five minutes into the fourth, if that. Um, he hasn't had to play much in the fourth yeah. quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Niners just took it to – I mean, the Niners are – they showed that right now it's looking like they're the best team in the NFC. Obviously, yes, they also beat up on us, but I would argue that we were um, – we needed that. We were a different team back yeah. then than we are now. I think Dak kind of needed that um That was interception early in game. the year. The offense didn't really know what it was yet. It takes time to gel with a new offense, and I think – Since then, we have really grown. And then also another big thing from that game is – Brock Purdy now is the MVP favorite. Brock Purdy played so good. And he's absolutely deserving of it. You know, he's been mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant was the big story there, which, I mean, that's crazy. If you think about that, yep. last year he comes in middle of the season. No one's expecting anything from him. Leads the team to the NFC Championship, and then a year later he's the MVP favorite. I so, just think Brock Purdy, we, we don't think Brock Purdy gets enough credit. Brock Purdy, just because he's in the 49ers offense, they say it's the pieces around him. But Jimmy G was in that offense, couldn't get it done. Uh, Trey Lance was in that offense, couldn't get it done. I mean, it, it matters who the quarterback is. Brock Purdy is showing that he can sling the ball down I the mean, field. I mean, they look immensely different without Brock Purdy. Yeah. Like, they look worse, a lot worse. A lot sure. worse with Brock without Brock Purdy. And he's showing that right now he's, he's playing like the best quarterback in the league. Now, I mean, the season's not over yet, and Dak could still take him for MVP. But yeah. um, I don't think Dak is as focused on the MVP as he is the Super Bowl at the moment. And um, like we said, big-time matchup on Sunday night. Eagles-Cowboys, if we win, we get control of the division, um, and the Niners would have the number one seed, I believe, at that point. And so, um, yeah, it's... It's going to be a big one on Sunday night. We're looking forward to it. We need that because we want that playoff home game. Yep. Um, that's just so huge. We would love the number one. The Cowboys team. are 
incredible at home. And so that would just, you know, add a little bit to our favor. And speaking of the Cowboys, let's just, I mean, Thursday night, they got into a high-scoring affair versus the Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks have, um, they haven't been amazing the last few weeks, but they came in. Everybody knows the Cowboys are going to get each team's best shot. And the Seattle Seahawks came in. They were ready to play. Got to give them lots of credit. Um, the story there was that the Cowboys were finally facing a team who were above 500. Yep. They were 6-5 and five at the time and facing a secondary that was a little bit better. Um, but, Cowboy, I mean, Dak and the offense came out, handled business. The defense gave up 35. Wasn't great. But in the fourth quarter, when we needed them to get a couple stops um, and get us back in the game, that's exactly what they did. They got three fourth down stops, a couple of fourth and one stops, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, just – Put the game away in the end with Micah. Um, as the Seahawks were trying to drive down the field to score a touchdown to tie it up in an extra point to win it, uh, at a fourth and two, I believe, they left Micah unguarded on the side. And so Micah killed the entire play. Great um, job, guys. Ended I mean, the game. Also, Deron Bland got himself another pick. But as well as giving up 300 Loki got cooked. Deron Bland was a, was exposed a little bit. I think, though, like, I mean, coming off of a few really bad teams, you just have to – he's got to bounce back. He just had an off game. I don't think that that, you know, means anything about him as That's much as – That's not who he is. Okay, we've seen him play every other also, week out of the year. DK Metcalf played out of his mind. I mean, you got to give credit to DK Metcalf. He had some really good catches. Mm-hmm. And Bland, he covered him a couple times where, you know, that's just a catch the receiver's going to make. If they're DK Metcalf, um, Geno Smith played a great game, but I mean the story of the game really was Dak Prescott, who just um, handled business. We were down in the fourth quarter. We had never trailed at home before the game. We're trailing yeah. at home a couple times. Down in the fourth quarter, Dak led the drive down the field, scored the touchdown to go up. Um, I think that Dak just showed that he can, in fact, play. That that's been the question about Dak for the last few years for us. You know, Dak has not been clutch when we need him to be clutch, mm-hmm. and. He led a fourth-quarter scoring drive, and he could have done it again if he needed to. Uh, right now, Dak is looking like, unlike we've seen from him in a while, he's looking really good, and we need him to be a really good Sunday night. I mean, night. he's looking like one of the best quarterbacks out there. Um, Jake Ferguson had himself a big game. Got a little chippy between him and Jamal Adams, mm-hmm. but Jake got the last laugh as he catches a touchdown right in Jamal Adams' eye. But then also earlier in the game, he hits a nasty hurdle on uh, on Quandre Diggs. Jake shows that so he, can, that he was, can do it all. That was absolutely electric to watch, seeing the big man get up and over. Um, but everyone on offense was doing their part. You know, we were zinging. Zach was uh, slinging the ball around, and ultimately that's what led to us defeating the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously everyone now is saying the Seahawks aren't that good. And we almost lost to a bad team. But the Seahawks all season have been one of those teams that they've they've lost some very close games on the games they've lost. And so um But I mean the Eagles, they played the Bills when the Bills were at six and five and they beat them, moving them down to six and six, and everyone's like, Oh, gutsy win, whatever. The this, Eagles, that, or the other. By the way, the so, Eagles secondary it's the same thing. The Eagles secondary is terrible, is what what I've seen the last few weeks. I mean, quarterbacks are coming in and just torching the Eagles secondary. And this time in AT&T, the Eagles won't have the rain to help. 
So unfortunately for the Eagles, it's going to come down to who's better. It was better. just frustrating because we, I mean, we know we we should have gotten them last time, yep. but we beat ourselves. Um, and man, that just that just doesn't sit right because you know we have their number. We have a penalty problem. We got to go always, get them out there. We've always the had a penalty problem. Yep. We still kind of have that problem. That's what ultimately killed it. Was that should have been the game winning drive, but. We shot ourselves in the foot with like three separate too many penalties in the end. Turned a you know five yard a five yard try into like a thirty five yard try. Yeah. It was something dumb like that. But um, I'm confident that we'll get the Eagles this. Sunday. I think our boys are gonna have a nice game Sunday night. Um, I think it'll be close, but I think we. Sh- I mean, we should be able to come out of there with a win. And I think that would just be a huge morale win for us as we go try to finish strong in the season. We have some tough games ahead of us after the Eagles too. Um, of course, the Eagles have no tough games after us. They have a pretty easy schedule after that. But um, that's just how the schedule is drawn up. We need this win though. And uh, we... This will be a good victory for the boys. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get it. I, I think it'll be a good game. And I mean, a great Sunday night game. But um, the Sunday night game that happened this week was also pretty good. Packers... And Chiefs, Chiefs were visiting Lambeau Field, and Jordan Love put on a show when everyone thought Patrick Mahomes would put on a show. But Jordan Love was the story there. Um, he came out slinging, and the Chiefs were down from the start, and they never came back. So I believe that was – I think that was Jordan Love's, I want to say, fifth game in a row where he threw multiple touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. So as of late, he He's has been, been uh, picking up the Green Bay Packers – Big story there was no Aaron Jones, so they were um, limited. Limited in the running back department. It was all put on AJ Dillon, and the passing game really came out and uh, took care of business. I mean, he was hitting. He was hitting literally everybody on the field. Like there's yeah. people that are getting out there, getting their first career reception. Guys that you've never heard of. Um, but the Packers. I mean, there is a scenario where they could possibly win out and. Maybe sneak in to a wild card if other certain teams lose. So, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you know, playoff hopes are not completely dead. No, uh, there's hope in Green Bay. And honestly, first six games of the season, it wasn't looking that way. It was not looking like Jordan Love was the guy. But in the NFL, it's such a win-now league that you kind of have to understand (laughs) that offenses take time to gel. So, Jordan Love... I mean, you beat a good Kansas City Chiefs team. I mean, you're talking about... A Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey um, team, and then they've also their defense has been a little bit better this year. But yeah, I just think take we're care of business. we're seeing like with the Cowboys, with the Broncos, with the Packers, just like when it's a new offense, new quarterback, or a new coach, or a new system. You just got to give it time. You got to give it. It doesn't happen week one. Yeah, and um, I mean, you got to give credit to a team that's really been doing a good job of it since week one. Is the Texans? I mean, they've been. That was a new system, new quarterback, new coach, new everything. And the Texans have been pretty decent since week one. Um, so, But most of the time, it takes a few weeks to go. And I think that we're seeing it. Um, Texans pick up another win this week against the Broncos. Russ threw three picks in the second half. Uh, his first interceptions in like five weeks. So, Not great for the Broncos. They had been on a little win streak Yep, as of recent, but that comes to a screeching halt. Um, the Texans, I mean, they only scored 22 points or maybe used a little bit more, 
but they were without Dalton Schultz. Tank Dell got injured He's early in, in that game. And so, you know, they were without some key weapons. But despite all of that, they they came up huge when it came down to it. Um, the Texas, Their defense got a game-sealing interception right there at the end of the game to um, completely ice the game. And so good for them. You know, they're trying to eke back into that uh, – uh, into the top – of the AFC South, you know, like Joseph said, it's getting a tight race down there. You got the Colts who are winning a lot of games despite not having their franchise quarterback in Anthony Richardson, and then the Texans have been figuring it out. Yeah, I hope the Jags drop and keep dropping. I hope that the Texans win the division and the Colts sneak into the playoffs as a wild card team. Colts got a <coughs> overtime win against the Titans on Sunday. Um, Gardner Minshew led his team all the way down the field. Michael Pittman scored the last touchdown. Um, the Colts are just looking like one of those teams that definitely isn't winning the Super Bowl, but it's not a team you want to face in the playoffs right now. Yeah. They're uh, scary, kind of like the Packers where it's like they're not good enough this year, but they're good enough to knock a couple teams out if they need to. They and can hold their own. You know, they're, they'll give you – I mean, they can – the way they play, they can kind of hang with whomever. But uh, I, I think that – um, the AFC South, it'll be interesting, especially if Trevor Lawrence misses next week. The Texans will have a chance to, you know, get a win and probably take the division there. Um, we can just skip over the worst game of the week. Chargers, Patriots. Not a single touchdown. Nothing score. there. Um, Chargers won that one 6-0. Two field goals. Uh, just a boring all-around game. The Patriots will be featured on Thursday Night Football against the Steelers. Two backup quarterbacks going up against each other. Yep. Um, it it could it's looking like it could potentially be the worst primetime game. And I don't know what we were thinking when we put the Patriots, honestly, or the Steelers on a Thursday night football game. Yeah. Uh, neither team was good coming into the season. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know where they got that. Like I would understand. I understood. You know, Monday night Bengals Jags is like Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. You're expecting that. Right. That's a primetime game. Uh. I don't know, you know, Mac Jones versus Kenny Pickett. Like, that wasn't even going to be a prime time. Oh, and it now got it's, better. Uh, Bailey Zip on the ball zappy versus Maserati Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute just trash fest. I wouldn't be surprised if the final score is 2 it to could, nothing. It could very well safety. be a similar score to the one against... The Chargers on Sunday. Chargers, another team that have been struggling, finally got a win, but boy, Thursday was night, it boring. Thursday night, guys, we, we got to do a better job. I don't know what Thursday I mean, the Cowboys, you're welcome with the Seahawks giving us finally a good Thursday night They game. got that one right. But, man, we got to get Thursday, these Thursday night people. Let's figure it out. Please. I'm confused. I don't know what's going I, on. I don't understand. Um, Sunday night, Monday night's gotten a bit better. I, I, I don't yep. think next Monday night's that good. This slate. Of, but Sunday night will be good. Or this most this past week's slate of primetime games were all it did not very disappoint. good and enjoyable to watch. Thank you, Jake Browning, by the way, because definitely did not think that Monday night game had was no hopes good. going into Monday. To get an overtime game, we're always thankful for. We don't see many of those anymore. Yep. Um, yep. That don't feature the Eagles. And Got to see Jake Browning lead a game-winning drive, which was uh, pretty electric. What was cool about Jake Browning is he was good and stayed good through the whole game. I mean, he was clutch when they needed him to be clutch. He made zero mistakes. The only interception thrown that entire game was by um, Tyler Boyd. 
you know, who had no business. They're running a little reverse, trying to switch the field, and then he's trying to throw it back across the field to Joe Mixon and throws it right to Josh Allen. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I uh, mean, I guess to his credit, it was a nice spiral, but. It was, it was just a beautifully thrown ball. It was just right to the defender. Right to the defender. I mean, Who really had no chance. It. But Bengals came out on top. Another big-ish game were was the Lions Saints game. You know, mm. the Lions unfortunately kind of got embarrassed a little bit last week on Thanksgiving Day by the Packers against the uh, by the Packers. But the Lions started really hot. You know, they scored. 21 in the first. It was 21 It was in like the first seven minutes of the game. After the first quarter. And so I think <clears throat> by by that point. <clears throat> you're thinking the Lions are going to run away with the game. You're like, this game's over. But the Saints come back in it. You know, Derek Carr's getting booed coming out on the field. In his own stadium. That was interesting to watch. Me personally, don't love it. You know, we've said it before. We're, we're Derek Carr fans, you know. I wish he had gone to the Jets. He's a good guy. I wish, man. I wish he was just better. I just wish he was better. Yeah, he's I like showing Derek that Carr. He's such an easy guy to root for, but he's just showing that he's not it. It might be time to retire. You know, he's old. Like he's older. It's not necessarily the fact that he's not very good, but these offenses are changing, and he's just not being put in the best situation. He's kind of a quarterback possible. of the past a little bit, but. Um, we got to see famous Jameis get out there a little bit. Yep, made sling a, the ball made an appearance. The the Saints did not come back, but to their credit, they they had a chance. They didn't roll over and die. They made it close. The final score to that game was thirty three twenty eight. So mm-hmm. they came within a touchdown of you know being back in this thing. Yeah, um, that AFC or NFC uh, South. It's looking like it's going to be exactly like it was last year. Yeah, the every team's got a losing record. Um, the Falcons actually moved to six and six this week, so they might. There's a slim chance that they finish the season winning the division. Prob. Well, they'll win the division. I think they'll win the winning record. I don't, I don't know about the winning about record. The winning record. They'll probably win They've the division. They've got to win three of the next four. But um, they moved to exactly five hundred. Over the struggling Jets. I would say the only good thing about the NFC South right now is just Mike Evans is having about 200 receiving yards a week mm, and like two just, touchdowns. He's just doing what he normally does. He's the only receiver on the Bucks, but like the Panthers are are absolutely terrible. A disaster. And they traded away their first round pick, so the number one pick in the draft will be the Bears this year. It's looking like, and um, Panthers are just they got so much to figure out. The Bucks, the Bucks are terrible. Um, the Saints aren't looking good. So, yeah, the Falcons might eke out of there with the division win in a home playoff game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of faked out everyone, you know, at the beginning. They went 3-0, and so everyone was like, okay, are is Baker Mayfield's Bucks? are they like that? Are they going to... Are they going to win it? Going to be good this year? And, you know, they've just been horrible lately. Obviously, they got to win this week, but... The crazy thing is, the I think they're still, like, a game back. Yeah, or two. They're five and seven. I think so they're one game back. They're still. I mean, who knows? Yeah, wait, actually, I think that the Bucks and the Falcons are playing each other this week. Mm, I so believe you're right. I think it's for the division. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty even, sure. Even the Saints, they're five and seven. Yeah, so, so this division's they're still, still in it. there. What's funny is this division is horrible, but it is so tight. It might be one of the most fun division races to watch in the last couple weeks, just because it's like who can stink the least. Exactly, it's kind of how it we used to be a few years ago. The NFC East was very yeah. similar. 
Um, but since then, the Eagles and Cowboys have kind of risen above the rest of them. And um, unfortunately, the Eagles had to rise with us because yep. can't let us just have our moment. Mm-mm. But it's okay. We should be able to steal some thunder. Um, overall, other than that, not not really much going on in the NFL. There were other games, but... Um, the the way the games played out this week set it up to where the the rest of this season is going to be extremely interesting to watch. Yeah, I think we've got a nice. How many weeks are there left? Is it five, four? Um, I think. Hey, there might be five weeks left. Yes, I believe so. There's five weeks left. I don't know why I can't do um, the math right now. Honestly, okay, I'm. I think there might be four weeks left. Um. Because we have the Eagles, we have the Bills, the Dolphins. The the Commanders. Five weeks. Five weeks. Boom. Got it. Figured it out. We had to count out our hands. Listen, we're, you know, neither one of us are really like math majors or anything. But you've got some tight division races. You know, we're talking about, you got the NFC East, right? That's Mm -hmm. a tight one. That'll come down to the last game probably. Um, NFC South, not great. And then you have AFC the, South. The NFC North as well. NFC might North come down to it. might come down to it if the Packers continue to win. And the Lions lose. Um, the Lions lose. But other than that, I think every other division is pretty much set. I don't think anyone's catching the 49ers no. in the West. The Chiefs will bounce back, but also they're in a not great division. You know, we're there. There, yeah. The, the rest Chargers, of the Raiders, terrible. and Broncos aren't going to challenge him at all. And then, I think it's the Dolphins. The Dolphins are probably going to. I think they the, could win the AFC. The playoffs this year will be interesting because you got a lot of teams that could just go win it, but there's a lot of them, so they're not all going to win it. You know, so I just think this year's playoffs, and also other than the NFC South winner. Most of the teams getting in. Let's just give it up for the NFC real quick because we were kind of getting slandered in the offseason talking about how the AFC is going to be so much better than the NFC, and uh, I'm not seeing it. The AFC is not looking for I'm not seeing it. The AFC has been... The AFC has been the problem on primetime games. That's what's been going on. The Mm -hmm. AFC has just been the absolute problem. Look at that. Two AFC teams facing off this Thursday. Yeah. Because the and by the way they they're the worst AFC teams they could have chosen. I mean I'd rather honestly I'd rather watch the Jets. I mean I can't stand that. the Patriots should not have gotten a game. And that blows my mind that they got a primetime game. I mean the big thing is the last three weeks they've held teams to ten or less and lost. And so you're thinking oh well they they won those games right? No you'd be wrong. They lost all three of those games. Which, you know what that translates to? For those of y'all that don't know exactly what that stat means, boring football Incredibly games. Incredibly boring games. Because like they're it. holding the teams to 10 or less, but they're losing. Because so, they are also scoring Because they're scoring less. way less than 10, apparently. Yeah, about three or zero is what they're scoring, and it's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. So, But you get to see them on prime time. So yeah, everyone so, tune in Thursday night unless Thursday you have anything else to do. going to be an absolute doozy. It'll Since like it's our job, we will be watching. Dry. We will be watching the game, unfortunately. I'll, we'll be lucky if we stay awake past halftime. Yeah. Well, here's your like to end our shows on under review. I brought you a quote from the Dak Prescott, the man, and this was actually something that he told. Um, this came up in an interview last Thursday mm. after the game. Yeah, he, he, he had some things interview? to say because everyone always has something to say about Dak. So he kind of when the man speaks, we listen. He kind of had to let him know. 
And so he said, I understand nobody defines me. That's the great part about life. And that's the great opportunity that we all have. The people can say what they want. But you know, I have the pen. I have the paper. I'm the one writing. And that's true. He has been writing. He's been writing. He's been writing that comeback story hey, this I, year. I will say, Nick and I in the offseason were saying, you know, we said that Dak was not great last we'll season. Say, two people in particular. We've been slant. We kind of had a lot to say about Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. With good reason. The season before, they showed us that they but were not winning. That being said, those two really turned it around yeah. this year. The spotlight was put on them because. Their you know, jobs were in question. Kellen Moore was gone, so we knew that Mike McCarthy was going to head up the offense. We knew Dak was going to have um, a bigger role in calling plays and not, and they've really stepped up and knocked it out of the park. I mean, this has been their time to shine, and honestly, it's looking like Kellen Moore might have been the problem because the Chargers He's not doing either. anything in L.A. They're looking... They didn't score Their touchdown. offense is looking worse, yeah. honestly, if you ask me. So um, Dak and Mike have been crushing it, and we hope they continue to crush it through Sunday night especially in uh, into the playoffs. So we will uh, be here next week with an update from the Sunday night game, hopefully announcing the Cowboys blow out of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. When they are NFC e- atop the NFC East, but with plenty more work to do because yes. you got Season's four more games yet. after that, fellas. Thank you all for tuning in this week, and we will see you all next week with episode 100 of Under Review.